Jason, Travis Davidson. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, with your Friday rush, here's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Friday at 5. Oh, buddy, it's a good feeling. Sending you into the weekend and an exciting weekend it's going to be. Why? Well, there are only two college towns in America right now that actually have something to look forward to this weekend sports-wise. Norman, Oklahoma, UOU fans, you are one of the two because uh, your baseball team is playing for a national championship this weekend. While every other fan base is already in the dog days of summer and counting down the days until kickoff, not around here. We're talking about OU's baseball's chances to win a national championship. They got Ole Miss coming up tomorrow night, Saturday at 6 p.m. You can hear that game 1400 a.m., 99.3 FM, or you can stream it via the Ref app. Just search KREF in the App Store. Um, Travis, is it safe to say that OU's biggest advantage here is just the main overall point that we're talking about, that their pitching staff is just set up better than Ole Miss? Or is is there actually another edge that maybe OU has a bigger advantage in going into this thing? I mean, of course, rest is going to be there. But I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think we need to complicate it. It is, it is the fact that we have our full pitching rotation ready to go, rested, and they had to play that extra game and burn the best player on their team, the best pitcher in the tournament. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we need to we, we need to screw with them much. I mean, they've got a lot of power in the lineup. We've got power in the lineup. Uh, it seems like everybody's got power in the lineup now. The 447 home runs uh, in this postseason is the most in history. And, uh, yeah, it seems like everybody's hitting for power these days. But we hit for average. Um, you know, Coach Bianco touched on that. He's like, well, they've hit over 70 home runs. Uh, you know, they've, they've stolen feel like almost 200 bases, it uh, feels like, and uh, and they bunt well and they, and they hit for average. It, it sounds like somebody talking about the softball team, believe it or not, yeah. Yeah. is they just go down the list of things you do well, and then by the end, time they get to the end of the list, they've already na- they've named every aspect of the game. Uh, we've seen it happen here. We've seen the pitching be incredible, whether it be from Sandlin or Horton uh, or Bennett, anybody uh, really, but... Uh, you, you've seen the bats come alive. You've seen us hit for big-time power against AM. Uh, you know, Jimmy Crooks with two different three-home run shots. Uh, if he does have another, uh, he will be the first uh, person to hit three home runs in a Men's College World Series since old Chip Glass did it in 1994. Love it. And I, and I don't have to tell you what happened in 1994. So, um, again, when you start talking about that kind of elite company, uh, you can't help but see the parallels. They're right there in front of you. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we need to complicate it that much, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And in that advantage, in terms of the advantages that you can have going into the series, I think it's number one. I mean, pitching obviously is really important. It's going to be crucial in a three-game series. So if that's the overall advantage you have, you're starting from a pretty good spot. Now, what's Ole Miss's edge in this series? What's their real advantage? 
I'll be honest with you, I, I, I don't know, but what, like, when we had Carl Ravitch on earlier in the show, he made it sound like Ole Miss is going to do a very good job of keeping OU from running, from stealing second base to being aggressive on the base paths. Maybe that's the case. Was I reading it wrong? Is that what Carl thinks that Ole Miss's big advantage is? Is he's going to take that aggressive nature out of OU a little bit? Yeah, that's that's what it – and I'm not sure. Again, you, sometimes you don't know, especially with the national guys that do such a good job of kind of walking that line, uh, especially when they're calling the games. They want to make sure to – we see this with Herb Street all the time. You want to make sure that you're not leaning one way or another too aggressively. Um, but let's be honest, Texas A&M's catcher was the best catcher in, in the tournament as far as when it came to gunning down base runners. He got us three times, but one of those was extremely close. We are going to continue to try and steal bases, and I would be willing to bet money that we will steal a base successfully uh, in this series. Uh, what, the, the one edge that I might, if I could find an edge, and if, if I were really looking for one that Ole Miss might have, it might be experience. Uh, simply because, I mean, they they don't have a they don't have a freshman in their lineup. Um, they've got uh, they've got a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors. They got four sophomores. It's it's they've just got whether it's Tim Elko or Kevin Graham, uh, who seems like he's been there for ten years. Um, you know, a lot of these guys. Justin Bench has been there forever. Uh, you, a lot of these guys took their COVID year and, and medical years and all kinds of stuff like that. So if anything, it would be that they've got a lot of experience. But then, of course, you could just say, hey, you know what? The freshmen, yeah, they don't know any better. They're just yeah. there. They're, they're, they're here to play ball. And we've got some freshmen that are absolutely delivering on, on the biggest stage of their career. Yeah, if there's one guy that I'm really nervous about when it comes to Ole Miss, well, there's two. One of them threw a complete game uh, yesterday against Arkansas to shut yeah. him out. I mean, I'm definitely worried about him. But the, the other one is Tim Elko, their captain. Now, yeah, OU 20, fans. 23 home runs on the year. Yeah. Um, he hit a bomb, bomb like 416 feet, I think, the other day I was watching. Yeah, he's, he's the real deal. Now, OU fans, this is a guy that you'll really respect, um, or he would be a guy that you would really respect if you knew a little bit more about him. Was it last season he tore his ACL and didn't elect to, like, get surgery or sit out the rest of the year? It was – no, nah, man, I got a torn ACL, and I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure out a way to help this team out. He tore his ACL. 33 days later, he came back to play for Ole Miss. And in his first at-bat uh, at -bat back against Texas A&M, guess what happened? He hit a home run. So if Ole Miss feels like a team of destiny to their fans, he kind of feels like the centerpiece to that. He is the captain for a reason. You just mentioned the offensive numbers that he has. He's legit, and he's one of the guys that you can't allow to beat you or have a big, you know, RBI field weekend. Yeah, of course, and I, I'm glad you brought up his injury. Um, I know that sounds mean, but it, it really is just a transition into Brett Squires. Um, he, uh, Coach Kip Johnson was asked today at the press conference how he's responded to his injury. Obviously, he got hit in the hand, has a broken hand, and he's been having to sit out for the remainder of these College World Series. And, and Coach said, you know, he's been fantastic. He's been part of the team. Uh, he has been helping players get through at-bats, um, you know, talk to them about what he's seeing. He's been extremely active in that because he's, he's, he's a good hitter. 
and and the more eyes the better on a situation right he may be seeing something that somebody else isn't so he is walking through with a lot of hitters they're at bats if they need help, some help with some stuff so a lot of times uh you might find some players kind of down in the dumps man that should be me out there man a lot of them just wish they could help their team so much that they end up beating themselves up so much that they can't really participate but that hasn't been Brett Squires at all he's uh, he's been a great teammate and to touch on my point earlier when I said Ole Miss had the uh, had kind of the uh, the seniority advantage, the experience advantage, um, this is this will just get people excited about Oklahoma. But um, four freshmen in the starting lineup uh, against A&M, we had four freshmen and four sophomores. So uh, just one senior, obviously Tanner Treadaway, uh, in that group who has been on absolute fire, no doubt. Um, but there's so much to look forward to with what Skip Johnson is building in Norman. Uh, obviously, with baseball, you have that concern of, okay, they might leave for the draft, something like that. Uh, but it's a pretty stark difference between Ole Miss and Oklahoma when you look at just the ages. Yeah. Um, Travis has been in every press conference. And when I mean every press conference in Omaha, I don't just mean every OU press conference. He's been in every press conference regardless of the team. Um, yep. but, but with that being said, should we for any reason doubt that it's going to be Jake Bennett tomorrow night, Cade Horton on Sunday, and David Sandlin in the if necessary game on Monday? Uh, the only one that Skip Johnson didn't come out and say directly was Sandlin uh, on Monday. Uh, he is, he's used the phrase, throw names into a cowboy hat and then pick one. Um, and then today, you could tell he was going to that phrase again. But he kind of stopped himself. It was it was kind of funny. He's like, "Yeah, we'll throw uh, um, Bennett on, you know, game one. Game two will be Kate Orton, and game three we'll just put a, we'll just we'll see what we're doing." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, use the cowboy hat line again. Come on, man." Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I like to go to the other press conferences because I feel like uh, I, I really like when other teams have to talk about us and and what they're seeing from their dugout or from their film or what they expect in a matchup. Uh, I think that kind of stuff is important because we can get caught up in, you know, hearing about certain players, whether it's, you know, from seeing graphics of them to seeing, you know, just hearing about them, hearing a name over and over. But, you know, I ask plenty of people around town, hey, who do you like on our team? And they may not even know the player's name, and they're just pointing to him. They're going, man, that guy, man, I don't know. Of course, they kept pointing and saying, man, that guy's real skinny, but he steals a lot of bases and hits a lot of home runs. And, I think we all figured out who that is. Uh, yeah, no, it does. Some of the uh, yard birds are out there right now saying, God, really? People up there don't even know who the players are. Embarrassing. I can hear him saying that right now. Yeah, uh, oppo- yeah oppo- I'm talking about opposing fans. Oh, okay, all right. I'm talking about opposing fans. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'm glad I, didn't I'm glad want to I st- clarified that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, didn't. I like talking to opposing fans because they're unbiased and everything. They just, they just see whatever good play stands out. Hey, um, in those press conferences, be it an opposing team or OU's press conference, if you had to pick just one, what, what's one comment about OU that's, I, I don't know, that's, that's maybe not taking you back, but that the, I guess the one comment that you remember that you were like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I think it was the, honestly, I think it was uh, Bianco talking about the stolen bases because there's so much, there was so much, I don't know if you would even call it, controversy more like hand wringing but um about oh, the 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 outs at third base taking third base uh, a couple games ago 
and how a lot of the fans determined that uh, the third base coach ought to have a seat. So, you know, a lot of the theme around this team has been chaos. And, you know, Marucci made those chaos shirts, and they're the hottest item in Omaha right now. I've been asked a hundred times in the press box where you get one of those shirts. Uh, but that's the thing. When he, when he at, was asked about Oklahoma, he said, man, we've probably come across one team that has had somebody, one person that has stolen over 20 bases, and that's Vanderbilt. Yeah. O- Oklahoma has three that have stolen over 20 and has three more that have stolen over 10. And they hit over you know 70 home runs and they hit for average and all that and 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 i think it was that i think that's what stood out to me most was i i don't i don't think people understand just how how insane it is how many bases we steal and how much of an advantage and how much that style is an advantage obviously carl ravage touched on it earlier you have to no matter whether you steal the base or not or whether you go or not that's got to be in the back of your head and when you are trying to pitch to a team and a lineup as hot as our lineup is right now, you need 100% of your focus on the batter at hand. And if you can get that pitcher to maybe think 3%, 4%, even 5% about the runner on base, then that is going to play into the hitter's uh, hand so much more, and, and you're going to see those batting averages rise. Well, how, how about the infielder, um, the opposing infielders? And we've oh, seen it yeah. the past two games, right? And that's what I love that – Ole Miss is going to come into this thing knowing that OU's aggressive. I think that's great for OU, that yeah. Ole Miss knows that OU's super aggressive. Look at the past two games, okay? Because I think being aggressive, no matter the sport, creates mistakes, but it definitely can in baseball as well. The last game, I mean the most routine of all routine plays, simple ground ball to the second baseman, and the first baseman for A&M just drops it. Just drops it. That's probably never happened to him. Since literally, I don't know. Yeah, and then the and game I, before that, you have a simple play on a bunt, and the third baseman throws it up the first baseline. Now, I don't think that that's necessarily a coincidence. I think when you have an offense that's really aggressive, you get sped up, you have to make decisions quicker, all that. I think being aggressive causes mistakes by the opponent, and I think that we've seen that here th- throughout the College World Series against what has been the best teams in college baseball. So don't count out the possibility of Ole Miss making a couple massive mistakes defensively. Yeah, and, and Texas A&M led the College World Series in errors, and I don't think that it is a, a mystery as to why. They played Oklahoma twice. Um, you know, that's what we force. We force people to, you know, be under that pressure and try too hard that's one thing that i heard twice this week from coach skip johnson on two separate occasions about two different situations first it was about sandlin and his gem that he threw after giving up four runs in one third of an inning in game one against a&m sandlin said you know what i was trying too hard coach tells me when you try too hard you know things don't go your way and when you try and force the issue, things don't go your way. When you try and pitch and get people to swing and miss, that's not going to work. You're going to throw it. You're going to try and get them to chase, and then they're not going to swing, and you've just thrown a ball. If you pick a spot and go to it and don't try too hard to get them to swing and miss, then you're going to be fine. So that was the first time I heard the try too hard. And then the next one was about Kendall Pettis. Uh, Josh Calloway asked a question uh, about Kendall Pettis. We, we saw him. Uh, really pick up his bat, specifically his power, 
especially uh, in, in Gainesville and in Blacksburg. Um, but it, it really hasn't translated so far here in Omaha uh, in the batter's box for him yet. Obviously, he took about a 98-mile-an-hour pitch to the chest oh, yeah, uh, one time and uh, got hit another time. So he's, he's been on base. It's just been free passes, uh, which, by the way, Oklahoma is fourth in the nation in free passes. Nice. I believe we're at 340 free passes that we've earned, and those things matter too. Um, but with that being said, Coach said he's just – Kendall tries too hard sometimes. He's trying too hard to hit the ball, you know, get those big hits. And and that's what's interesting is because you bring up that they're cognizant of the pressure that we put on with our chaotic style. That makes people try too hard, and that is when you screw up. I mean, Skip Johnson's saying it about his own team, and they force the other team to do it the whole game. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. No, that's it's a great point. Hey, um, I love all the commotion and the ambiance that's going on in the background. Oh, yeah. I can tell Rocco's Pizza and Canteen up there in Omaha's. It's getting going. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. It's it's funny because you, you can see some people walk in that haven't been here all week, and you can tell they haven't been here all week because <laughs> they walk in kind of slow and, uh, you know, just looking around. They, they finally see the shot board, and they walk over to that. They take a photo of it, and, it's it's been fun to watch because we're angled back, uh, kind of in the back corner with our, our our back to the corner, so we're looking at kind of the front entrance, looking at the bar, everything like that. Um, so we've got the best view of of that specific scenario unfolding time and time and time again. I I, I can't. <sighs> All the praise that I have for Rocco's Pizza and Cantina. That shot idea, it's brilliant. Because what that has turned into, Travis, that's like the landmark that you have to go see when you go to Omaha for the College World Series. If you're going to take a picture, of course you want to take a picture from inside the stadium. But next to that and right next to that, it's, well, i got to go take a picture of the shot board and the current count it is. It's the most brilliant thing I think I've ever seen. Oh, no, it's fantastic. And the best part about it is that Kevin and, and the guys here at Rocco's um, have decided to donate $2 of every shot, whether it's already been sold or whether it, whether it will be sold, to that school's food pantry. So cool. OU's food pantry will get $2 per shot. What's great is, and I found this out uh, last night, is that the company that sells the shots, they are donating a dollar of that to the food pantry. So $3 out of every shot um, they're going to a food pantry so a lot of good stuff here it's really great when it can become something philanthropic um so really really excited about that you mentioned going to get some pictures um but uh you know you'd also get a picture if you saw a celebrity Ooh. here hmm. at uh you know celebrity here whether it be at Rocco's or uh at the stadium um mr taylor maples um who's been doing fantastic work with uh our our own toby Rowland. Uh, who does some PA stuff. He's really, uh, really been awesome here in Omaha. Uh, he tweets out, who's coming to Omaha? Lots of celebs headed this way. Who else? I want the text line's opinion on this. Who do we think the celebs are that are coming to watch the Sooners uh, uh, try and cap off this incredible national championship run? You know, is it is it some players from the 94 team? Is it coaches? Is it alumni? Is it... Who is it? Reba McIntyre is my official uh, guess. <laughs> I want to hear the uh, uh, I want to hear the uh, the guesses. It might 
who knows? Maybe Lincoln Riley. This might no. be an opportunity for him, for him to see Oklahoma because he's not uh, going to come see him uh, when if it means he's got to cross the state border. Yeah, he'll be he'll be uh, trying to get guys to come to his school via the transfer portal. There's something like that. <laughs> exactly. Does All USC right. even have a baseball coach right now? Uh, they Do I think they, they want Troy Tulowitzki. They want Troy Tulowitzki, but they've been pretty bad here recently. Did and, you and hear hey, that quote? And hey, go figure. Uh, USC ranked like 96th in baseball attendance this year. Just another sport where nobody shows weird. up. Weird. Weird. Just saying. That's weird. All right. Uh, Do you text- hear that? Go ahead. Yeah, no, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just text in those guesses to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, what were you saying? I was curious if you saw that the Troy Tulowitzki, Troy Tulowitzki uh, quote about his time at Texas. Um, he, <laughs> yeah. The one with past tense. They were like, so, uh, you know, something about the USC job. He's like, well, you know, I'm not going to you know, comment on the job. I've, I've talked with them, but I have enjo- or I enjoyed my time at Texas. He used the past tense. I'm like, all right, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, we, we know. You gone. You we gone. Know. All right, some texts or some guesses already rolling in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll get to that more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Teddy and Tyler telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. Hour of the Friday Rush taking you into the weekend. What a fun weekend it's going to be. Oh, you've got a chance to win a national championship in baseball for the first time since 1994. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby with you until 6 p.m., uh, we've got some guesses on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, what celebs are coming up this weekend. Um, Brad Pitt just texted us directly, Travis. He says, this is Brad Pitt, and I'm on my way to Rocco. So you do have something I don't to know why. To. I don't know why he texts that, that line, and he texts me. He texts me the same thing. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay in Tulsa says, as far as celebrity goes, Baker, Kyler, Brent, and Bob. L- let me ask you that, like a – like a response to your question, which celebrity would get the biggest reaction? Oh man, uh, see, it's tough because your your obvious choice most of the time is going to be Baker, just based on just what how the fan base feels about him. But specifically baseball, you know, Ky- Kyler does well, um, you know, as he as he obviously played for the team. Yeah, it, it would be tight between those two. I still think Baker gets the biggest applause just because he seems he seems to have Sooner fans' hearts more than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Bob would definitely um, – you know, Bob's out at, uh, at a lot of games these days, which is pretty cool. But Baker is still – Baker's still Baker, and there's still a reason why we all piled into Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Did it for Brent Venables and this football team in the spring game. But Baker Mayfield was a factor in that one as Dur- well. During a tornado watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this text says, hopefully Brent Venables will be at the Men's College World Series games this weekend. Brent Venables, this is a guess. I don't know this for sure. I think he'll absolutely be in Omaha this weekend. The only thing is I don't know if he's out of town with his family on vacation. But maybe, Travis, this is such I a big deal. I think he the family. He, he may bring, bring the, family. the family, cut the vacation short, whatever. I, I think BV's going to be there. Yeah, I, this this opportunity, what we've seen from him with other sports, you know, going to everything else, this is the ultimate opportunity to support, um, 
to support the pro, the, the, the university, to support the athletic department. I mean, they're trying to do something that hasn't been done in nearly 30 years. And I wouldn't be shocked if he drug a couple players with him. Maybe they get cool. the team bus going and they just say, hey, you know what? We're going to Omaha. We got some. Ho- we got a block of hotel rooms. We're going to fit as many people in there as we can, and we get the whole football team there. It, it would not surprise me. Another dime time retreat like last weekend? Is that what you're saying? This Ex- time the Omaha Exactly, stop? but this time it's a diamond time Woo! retreat, if you will. He's been sitting if on that If you will. <laughs> nice. Hey, um, the starting pitching has been great in the in Omaha. Um, we can't take it for granted, though, right? Um Jake Bennett was great. Kate Horton was great. David Sandlin was great. I almost feel like there's just an overwhelming thought that, ah, oh, well, they're just going to go ahead and do that again. I mean, nothing's a given, especially at this point in the year. But if you get three starts like that, Travis, if you get three starts like each of these guys last outing, and I know it doesn't Over. always work that way in baseball, but if you get those three performances, OU's going to claim its third national championship this weekend. If you get the first two, you don't see a third. Well, that's I mean, yeah. sim- simple as that. You know, you know who I, you know, Chaz Martinez is a guy that is fresh. He's 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 one of our better arms out of the bullpen, and apparently he has been chomping at the bit to get in. Uh, we we thought he would get in after Sandlin. Obviously, we ended up going with uh, with Trevin to shut that down. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chaz. Uh, um, you call his own meeting at the mound and call his own number to try and get into one of these games because he w- he wants to throw the ball. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so we'll see who uh, the top of the order has been fantastic. I think uh, what the A&M game, one through five, everybody got a base hit. A couple of those guys had two base hits. And, of course, Jimmy Crooks had the three-run jack in the first inning that really got things going. And, and, and that's been big for this baseball team, man, especially in Omaha. It's been getting out to an early lead, delivering that first haymaker, obviously, man. In any sport, you well, want to start fast. But this team has had the unique ability on getting on top of opponents. And, and what's crazy, Travis, is we're talking about a team that's two wins away from a national championship, and we really haven't had to sweat any of the three previous games. That's nuts. No. No, we haven't trailed yet. Um, the uh, uh, the teams that score first, I'm glad you brought that up. The teams that score first out here, we've had 13 games so far. They are 11-2 and two if you score first. Uh, we've only had two lead changes during the whole Men's College World Series. Think of that, two lead changes. Uh, that's, that's truly incredible. Um, the first one was in game five. So we went four games without having a single lead change, uh, and 11 of the – 13 games have been decided by four or more runs so not a lot of close ones either Uh, obviously the last two games are the ones that were the close ones we had uh, obviously the extreme nail biter where Ole Miss gets bases loaded with none out down two and uh, Arkansas somehow finds a way to win that game uh, to force the game that they played yesterday but yeah you got to get out to a hot start and I know it seems really kind of duh but they're like oh if you score early you'll have a better chance of winning well yeah in a sport where whoever scores the most wins it would stand to reason that whoever starts scoring first would win but the 11 to 2 i mean we thought 10 to 3 last year was an extreme number but 11 to 2 that's pretty wild yeah you know carl ravich also said something interesting that we haven't talked about uh he joined us uh, in the uh, in the first hour today 
And it's true because Ole Miss was preseason number four, and they really floundered around uh, this year. Got, I mean, didn't even really – I think they, they got beat out in the first round of the SEC tournament by Vanderbilt. Um, had a losing record in SEC play this year. They did not have a great regular season. And Carl Ravage said this is basically like a 12-5 matchup in the NCAA tournament for a national championship. And if you look at what OU's ranking was or seeding was going into a regional, that kind of matches up. And, yeah, Ole Miss was a, a, a little bit of a bubble team here. So to use NCAA basketball terminology, and this is kind of what's great about the baseball tournament is, yeah, man, I, we kind of do have a 12-5 matchup for the, for the national championship. Right, especially uh, um, when you look at the analytics crowd. And I, I can't go on nearly uh, the rant that Parker went on the other I day when either. we were out at double zero. That was, that was gold. I was so impressed. I was so proud of him, uh, him shouting at all the nerds. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, man. You get hot at the right time. And, and I almost hate to use that phrase, get hot. Uh, because it seems like this baseball team is just good. They just got better. They didn't get hot. And I, th- I, w- I want to differentiate between those because when you talk about Cade Horton adding a slider late in the season, I mean, think about that. Adding a pitch late in the season, just, oh, I added a slider. In the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, I just added a slider Jeez, in the Big 12 filthy. tournament. I just worked on it. And, and, yeah, now we add the slider, and now he's mowing dudes down. So, I mean – with that kind of stuff, and that comes with having a young team. You expect freshmen to get better as the year goes on. So I don't think that it's a it's a situation where they just have their rabbit's feet out um, and, uh, you know, they haven't broken any mirrors lately in the last seven years or they haven't done any of that. It's it's the fact that they're just good. They're just, they're just getting better. Um, I like that you touched on uh, the one through five as far as getting – um, getting hits and getting on base and all that. Um, they have four players that have 17 or more straight games of reaching a base. Um, Peyton Graham's got 17. Treadway's got 17. Uh, Spikerman's got 21. Jeez. And then and then Jimmy Crooks or Jimmy Barrels, as he's called, has 24. 24 games in a row he's reached base. So uh, that is extremely impressive. And and that's the thing. You get you get, with our team. You get us on base. And those are guys that can steal bases. Obviously, the likes, you know, Sp- Spikerman and Graham and all those guys, they've stolen a lot of bases. So it's different when, you know, if, if Sonny D, you know, gets gets walked, right? He's, he's not a base-stealing threat. But if you get Peyton Graham on base, you might have got him onto two bases by accident. Yeah. You know, you're at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina. It's not Rocco's Jello Shots and Cantina. It's Rocco's Pizza and Cantina. How's the pizza out there? I'll tell you what, it, it's good. I'm not typically a, a square-cut pizza guy. I'm more of a cut it into a, uh, you know, a circle, cut into triangles. Uh, that seems to offer the crust as a handle because I feel like square-cut pizza, sometimes you get to those middle slices and you don't know where to hold it. Um, I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe I'm just weird. But um, the taste of the pizza and everything was great. We had... Uh, uh, the holy pepperoni, I think, uh, was Ooh. the name of it. Uh, lots of pepperoni, really good. Uh, I was I was a big fan of it, uh, to be honest. And, and it came highly recommended uh, when people 
it's funny because it's almost like people didn't realize the two were the same place. A lot of people, they would walk around town, hey, have you been to that Jello shop place? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, Rocco's. And then I'd talk to somebody else, and they'd be like, hey, have you been to Rocco's? They're like, oh, yeah, we got we got some pizza to go from there the other day. I was like, do you have any Jello shots? They're like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, that, that's the same place. Like, But the, but the, but the Jello shot thing is that's it's awesome. just – it's a monster of its own at this point. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like I said, it's kind of a landmark of the College World Series now. And if you're heading up there, you got to take a picture of the board. Gots to. And go ahead and buy a Jello shot as well because it's for a good cause. I know a lot of you out there don't need an excuse to be drinking, but now you get rewarded for your drinking. They're going to donate $2 to the food bank in Oklahoma, all right? So at least drink for a good cause up there in Omaha. All right, we got a couple more segments remaining. On this Friday, getting you ready for OU Ole Miss. Keep it locked on the ref. We are the homeless suitor fans. Teddy and Tyler telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from two to six. Think of every detail. I encourage you to call today and let the professionals at Primrose help you and your family. Call 321 6000. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Appreciate Blaine for sending this over. OU is listed as the game one favorite. So OU on the run line, minus one and a half. So that's a that's a healthy little favorite there for game one. That's good news. Um, also, he sends this, and, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Josh Calloway just tweeted this out. Looks like um, the pitching matchup tomorrow, Jake Bennett for OU, no surprise there. But Jack Doherty is a right-hander that's going to be throwing for Ole Miss. 3-3 three and three on the season, a 5.08 ERA. Uh, according to Blaine here, I guess Ole Miss is saving their number two, Elliott, for Sunday's game. Now, I don't know why that is, but... OU is facing a pitcher tomorrow that has over a 5 ERA and just a 3-3 three and three record on the season. So, the opportunity, Travis Davidson, is very, very ripe to get off to a 1-0 lead in this three-game series, needless to say. Yeah, that that's surprising to me for sure. Uh, he must be looking to throw a lot of arms tomorrow if that's the case because I don't think you look at Doherty and, and say he's going to give you, you know, seven innings or anything like that. I would – I mean – Hats off to him if he does, but I don't think that uh, he's shown that that's kind of his his game. But uh, that's surprising. I think it shows me that they they don't really know, you know, they don't they don't really know who their a clear number two is. I mean, we all we all think it's Elliot, but you know, he even was in the press conference and he said, "Well, I don't know, and I know that you know he's up here, but I, I still don't know who we're going to pitch." Originally, I think maybe that's some gamesmanship. Um, but man, if he's pitching Doherty, that doesn't seem like gamesmanship at all. I wonder what his, I wonder what his end game is on that. And if it goes poorly, that's a press conference I cannot wait to be in because I yeah. cannot wait to see what those Ole Miss beat beat writers ask about that decision. Yeah, um, it is a right-hander too. Doherty is a right-hander, and left-handers have given OU problems this year. I think well, A&M threw a left-hander, and they. They hit just fine, but I think they're now 9-10 and 10 against left-handed starters this year. Fared much better against right-handed pitchers, um, but it may be a bullpen day tomorrow for Ole Miss. We'll see, 
but they do have all of their bullpen arms ready to go. They burned the race yesterday. We've talked about that a, a yeah. ton today. But in terms of bullpen arms, nobody had to throw yesterday, so Ole Miss is going to be good to go in that regard. Yeah. Again, I mean, we. I feel like we've talked about it a lot, um, but I still don't think it can be overstated how important it is that they burn their best player on their team. Yep. I mean, most impactful. It's easy to say, you know, they've got Elko and all these. Like, it's it's the best player on your team is the guy that every time he plays, the other team loses. My thoughts about that's, this series change dramatically if he's healthy and, re- or, you know, if he's good and ready to go game one. My, my thoughts about this series would be a lot different, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the way we're headed, that's for sure. And we did have a uh, – we just had a couple of join us that got off the road just now. They came up from Washington, uh, just south of Norman. Um, came up, stopped through Oklahoma City, and went to the hotel, then came right to Rocco's. Nice. So, absolutely. We How, got how's that $650 a night hotel that they just came from? Is it good? <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I think I think they got a roll away for you if you want to go oh, ahead and man. head on up. <laughs> in my early 20s, buddy, I would uh, I would have made it happen one way or the other. <laughs> Sleep out in the car in the, uh, in the parking lot. Hey, is there much of a tailgating scene out there? Because – SEC fans like to tailgate. College baseball fans like to tailgate. Heck, the Yardbirds are out there in the parking lot outside Eldale Mitchell Park before every baseball game. Um, any room to tailgate at Charles Schwab? Yeah, it's all it's all going down in Lot D. Uh, that's where we've seen all the tailgates, especially early in the week. You had, I mean, I saw tents, Nebraska tents, obviously, because they're they're out here and they're probably out here every single year having the same tailgates. I saw Minnesota fans, Michigan fans, Tennessee fans. Oh. Uh, obviously, obviously Oklahoma fans and Ole Miss and Arkansas and all kinds of tailgates. But, yeah, you definitely saw it in, in Lot D. That's where uh, a lot of the OU baseball families have uh, been as well, uh, whether it be cornhole or can jam or getting some char buff wings, which is when you toss wings in buffalo sauce and then char them on your uh, I could grill. I can be with that which is very much an Omaha thing. Between that and putting cream cheese on pizza, uh, we've kind of found the mm. lane that Omaha culinary uh, you know, decides to be in. That one I'm not so sure of, the cream cheese That's on pizza. Good. But don't knock it until you try it, I guess. Um, we'll, we'll get to our final series prediction coming up next. But real quick before we hit a break, who's kind of your pick to click here? Who's, who's going to be the big guy for the Sooners this week? And I'm going with Tanner Treadaway. You're going with Treadaway? Yeah. Oh. Give me Crooks. Give me, give me Jimmy. Give me Jimmy Hot Barrels. hand, man. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I would love to see him kind of carve his name by hitting, by hitting another home run, maybe a couple more home runs, uh, you know, while he's at it. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, he does such a great job behind the plate, um, really calming the team down when he needs to. Um, calming the pitchers down when he needs to. They talked about his leadership in the press conference uh, when it came on and off the field. They talked about he's one of those rare guys that's your peer that can still call you out and you kind of respect him for it. Uh, You know, he holds you to that higher standard. And it reminds me a lot of the things that, you know, Venables and the coaching staff and and Skip Johnson and and even Porter Moser and and the whole athletic department seems to say is keeping that standard and keeping that accountability high. You've got to have somebody on the team that does it. The leadership has to come from the team. It can't always come from the coaches. Uh, so so it seems like Jimmy Crooks is that guy. 
And so I would love to see him rewarded with with really a standout performance that ends up being maybe a most outstanding performance. Yeah. All right, we'll give our final predictions coming up next. Text line, let's go. Who, who you got? Who you got and why? 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll wrap it up next. Teddy and Tyler telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. At Landers, we're all about you. The smile makers, the trailblazers, people doing what they do best, making things happen for those that need it most. The kind of people that are true game changers. And we're all about giving you more. More money for your used vehicle, even if you don't buy from us. We even offer on-site appraisals. Lander Chevrolet of Norman is driven to serve. Shop LanderChevroletNorman.com today. Find new roads. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for?